Welcome to Local Drag, a podcast about local drag queens and their thoughts and opinions on RuPaul's Drag Race and the world of drag. My name is Laveau Contreras, and I'm the voodoo queen of New Orleans, here to put you all under my spell. Tune in each week as I interview one of my favorite squirrel friends and recap the latest episode of RuPaul's Drag Race as we give our unfiltered opinions on the queens of season 13. Every week I host a virtual viewing party for RuPaul's Drag Race, and for the second episode, I wanted to invite my beautiful and talented drag daughter, Coochie Lychee. Want to hear a bit about her? Here we go. Fresh and fruity, it's Coochie Lychee. Hailing from the mysterious island of Taiwan, this Pan-Asian princess blends Japanese street fashion and Korean pop realness into a magically unique experience. On brand and just as sweet, Coochie Lychee is one you'll want to meet. I had so much fun talking to Coochie for this episode, and it's a wild one. So I hope you enjoy, and let's get into the show. Editor's note for this week's episode. Coochie and I tried using external mics to make our audio sound as crisp and pleasing to the ear as possible, but Anchor doesn't really like when you do that, so there is a good bit of delay between Coochie's audio and mine, and I tried to fix it through editing, but it is a bit noticeable in some places. I hope it doesn't take away too much from your listening experience, and I promise that it'll be fixed for next week. That being said, let's get on to the episode. For real this time. Hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. I'm I'm a little tired, but then I again, when am I not tired? Um, we had so much fun at the viewing party last night, but it didn't end that late. So, so much what did fun. you stay up doing? <laughs> Bad <laughs> sleep schedule. I mean, you know, what we're celebrating our um, five year uh, friendship yes! anniversary today. Uh, it's very poetic. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm super excited to have you on the show. You are my drag daughter, and I know yes, I lots am. about you, but our audience doesn't. So so why don't you start by telling us about how you got started in drag? Because it wasn't exactly drag to start out, was it? Well, I mean, like, so I've been performing, like, in general for a while, like, since I was a kid. Um, so, you know, doing musical theater and, like, all the way Humble through uh, high school. And then I studied <laughs> class. Yeah. And then um, I started, you know, like, you know, I've, I've always loved performing. And when we first met, I wasn't doing drag. Um, but, like, you know, I was um, into drag. We, we met through, like, it was like uh, my bestie was friends with uh, who you were seeing at the time. And we ran randomly ran into each other. And we're like, oh my god, cool. And then uh, you know, we kept in touch. And it was like at some point or another, something clicked, and I was like, Oh, you know, if I did drag race or if I did drag in general, like this would be my name. And I was like really excited. And I was like, Oh, lol, like, you know, maybe I'll like get into it at some point. I was like, I, I still am like really well, into like fashion. And at the time I was like really into yes. like Japanese street fashon. And like, I right. Was, like, I, it was the Lolita fashion. But it wasn't like particularly. Drag. Yeah. Didn't you like, go to like Lolita, Lolita conventions? And, and so yeah, so we like we have a community here and we would always like, you know, do like little meetups, uh, whether it be like, you know, just going to go get some food or like watching a movie. And like it was it's one of those things where it's like if you saw someone wearing Lolita or like OG street fashion um, out in public, a lot of people tend to be like, oh, my God, what are you like wearing that for? Where are you going? What are you performing in? And it's like it's it's over the top, but it's just right. It's we, like, just, to wear. just for the fashion of it all. So, like, that would be, <laughs> exactly. You know, just for, you know, for the gag. And so um, that's like kind of how I got started in like turning looks but I didn't start putting like that with like a performance until like about three years ago it was like three years in April um uh certain Laveau Contraire asked was um 
looking for a um, co-host for one of the viewing parties and I just so happened to be free and so like you know you asked me like or you didn't even ask me I was just kind of like oh yeah I'm like free next week and she's like good you have a week to prepare I was like, oh. <laughs> that sounds like something I would do um yeah <laughs> I remember the before time very fondly when we actually had a live viewing party at a bar full of drunk reaming homosexuals and queer folk it was very nice some straight and some straights yeah. you know especially the you know the straight women loved to you know since it was like at a drag. karaoke bar I loved when um people would just randomly walk in off the street and be like I had no idea this was happening but party <laughs> right uh, but yes so we had a week prepare and you turned it out because I mean I saw you perform and sing live as karaoke and I saw your Lolita fashions and I was just like well why isn't this drag queen like it, you have all of the necessary parts <laughs> like just put them in a blender <laughs> and out came <laughs> yes I was a c-section baby just kind of <laughs> happened out of nowhere oh my gosh so tell us about Cuchilichi you told us about you know the street fashion but you're known as the pan-asian sensation darling tell us what that means yes so um the, my last name lychee or i mean i guess it could be my first name depending on if you're looking at it the asian way or not one of my names um is a taiwanese fruit and i'm also <laughs> a taiwanese fruit i was born in taiwan <laughs> it's my favorite thing to say but um so i was born in taiwan but i moved here to new orleans when i was young like three and i grew up here ever since but um i grew up listening to a lot of j-pop and that you know kind of leads into my um interest in like japanese street fashion but um i also listen to nowadays a lot of k-pop and that like really um influences a lot of um you know my the performance choices uh you know the choreography and like the aesthetics and so like you know it's just kind of like a blend of like you know you know i'm taiwanese but i listen to a lot of j-pop and j fashion and then i also listen to a lot of k-pop so it's just you know it's just a little mix of it. everything i love it so 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 much and you really do serve it when you perform it's a k-pop fantasy and i just love how you live in your <laughs> own like k-pop world like you are the k-pop star when the music starts it's amazing <laughs> so um we hinted at it before but you are also a local musician who goes by the name of sora yes tell us about them <laughs> yes so sora is i kind of like adapted that just kind of like in general um you know a, a lot of people when they first meet me or or, or I, let me <laughs> let me start from the beginning so it's like the name sora comes from kingdom Love. hearts because i am a nerd um kingdom hearts uh, you know kingdom hearts is a video game and like i'm just a nerd in general um and so like i used it for my username and the more i you know when the things that people that your parents tell you not to do is like talk online <laughs> to strangers which of course you know Favorite immediately go, you go and do and so like all of my online friends would call me sora and i was like okay cool like that's just who i am now i'm just sora <laughs> <laughs> and i've always loved doing music i um you know listen to um you know i listened to britney spears when i was a kid which like probably like you know influenced a lot of my performance stuff as well i listen to a lot of j-pop i listen to a lot of k-pop now i'm just kind of like that's just kind of like what i feel like i do best and what i want to do is just performance in general and um you know i love drag i'm definitely not saying that like i would you know i don't do drag just because like i'm forced to do it like i really enjoy it but in the long run like i actually personally see myself like pushing more towards like my music stuff whether or not coochie's gonna release Ooh. music is to be seen um i do have some ideas if and when that happens um you know i already have like my my first ep title what is it will you tell us or is it a secret <laughs> if if it happens um i would love for my day for coochie's debut ep to be called <laughs> charcuterie <laughs> 
Just oh a little God, sample that's platter. Adorable. I love it. Um, but <laughs> I don't think that you have to use necessarily if you love them both. I think that there's room for you to do both. I mean, yeah, that's how I sure. feel that I am going to do. Um, right now Laveau is really taking the front seat because she's more glamorous and she has her shit more together. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, I don't feel like I have to choose one or the other. They are both part of me and they both deserve to shine. <laughs> Very true. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I just personally, it's just, you know, just a lot of like, you know, juggling yeah. all of the balls at the same time kind of a deal. So it's just like, that's the only reason that I haven't been like, oh, I'm like, you know, going to do both of them at the same time. I'm like, just trying to get absolutely, Sora, like, off, you know, you have to do one to get, and, you know, yes, exactly. You got to focus on one exactly. and then you can bring the other along. Yes, exactly. Um, So exactly. tell me about exactly. the difference between being a local musician in New Orleans and being a drag queen in New Orleans. So this is definitely just my personal experience. Um, and I also have a lot of like, you know, um, anxiety and like, you know, self-conscious issues and whatnot, personally speaking, as does everybody, you know, know ob- obviously. <laughs> but I feel like, <laughs> well, you know, when you're such a flawless goddess, you know, walking among your mortals. But um, so personally speaking, I just feel like um, when I started doing drag, it was just a lot easier for me to um, get into it and like get like, you know, get all of the bookings. And it helps that like, you know, as a queer artist hanging among other queer artists and like other drag queens, it was just a lot easier um, to be to get those people to notice you because like, you know, people know who you are. And, uh, you know, not to toot my own horn or anything, but I do bring something a little different to the team versus like everyone else in our uh-huh. local scene. And so it's like nice to like feel like appreciated in that regards where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, this is Coochie Lichi. She does K-pop. She does dancing. She like, you know, looks super kawaii and cute. And um, so it's like a lot easier to me for me to get bookings as a drag queen versus my music. I haven't necessarily broken into or like at least gotten like the correct, the proper um, connections. And which is funny because I went to a college with a music industry program. But I think like I started a little later and, um, you know, it's just a slightly different scene because I do more pop music and it's like true pop broadly speaking versus what i've seen is like a lot more like indie underground rock kind of a style like you know like a little more like a like a proper like you know five piece band or anything and i'm like a solo artist that's like trying to do everything mm-hmm. all by myself and so like i haven't really done as much like mu- like um sora music bookings as much as i would like to i def i'm really mad about this pandemic because i finally like you know little baby manager me was like oh i like you know finally got a booking in april of last year <laughs> and we know how that went like um yeah but i (laughs) you know being your mother i would love to challenge that a little bit because i don't think that anything you said about being coochie is different than being sora because you do bring something different to the table you um i think you could get those same bookings and also you said like you know uh being a queer person like you know everyone knows you or whatever i don't think i've met anyone who doesn't know you (laughs) like you are famously everyone's best friend (laughs) and I think that maybe uh, trying to perform in some of the music scenes where they are doing those alternative things maybe that's just not your scene maybe you need to be performing in some of these like drag shows as the musical guest or something like that with queer people (laughs) yeah Uh, that's what I'm saying I mean like like let me tell you like you mentioned that like you know everyone knows me and I mean that's not (laughs) false I I have like too many friends for my own good but I will also say like 
you know, when people meet me, they know me as Coochie or they know me as like, you know, Thomas or whatever. But like a lot of times, like, you know, I'll say like, oh, I do music too. And they're like, you do? And I was like, yes, I have like a full album by now. Tons of music. Or stream now on Spotify, I guess. What the? Yeah, I'm just kind of like, hey, like, you know, just like, so if you, if y'all do need any new music to listen to, look up Sora Paramount on Spotify and it should pop up. I have 17 Bumble Bumble is my jam. <laughs> also, um, you can see a little cameo in uh, one of the music videos of yours truly. <laughs> yes, only for tonight on YouTube. Was that so was a fun, fun music video. I absolutely enjoyed having you and having like just yes. that in general. Uh, so great. But we will put some of that information in the description of this episode. So look out for that for the link. But um, let's move into some drag race talk, shall we? So who yes. is your favorite drag queen from drag race of all time? <sighs> well, let's see. That's really hard to answer because like the more I watch, the more I kind of like find like everybody like yes. hilarious to some degree. Okay, well, for the most you're part. like top three. Uh, for the most part. Um, I will say um, I got into the drag race scene a little late. Um, season seven was my first season altogether. Um, and so I remember being on Tumblr and not knowing what was going on. I think like one of my friends reblogged one of the posts and it was um, Katya's entrance oh like God. intro. And it, when she mentioned where she was like, you know, if there's like a, I don't remember the exact quote because my memory is <laughs> trash, but it's like you know like if you look at the intersection of like you know comedy and anxiety you find that little hooker right there and that's me and I was like wow this speaks to me in the weirdest way do I have to pay attention to the show now yes. oh no yes you do so Katya is definitely like up there for me um Rockham Sakura yes. from season 12 um I was friends with her on Facebook before uh she got announced like like a year or so before like she had this amazing um what was it thousand miles performance that I came across and I was like oh my god I love her so much wait she's also an asian queen <laughs> hello let me like you know get on this and be friends and it's like yeah, so, so great talented. um and i absolutely love her um i was so so upset with her run but i'll just wait until all oh yes i think she can definitely again. come back you know. on all stars and do some great things yeah yeah for sure um so those uh soju was the same thing because like you know k-pop and like i just yes. love all my asian queens you know i don't i i can't say why it just kind of i happens, mean but... there's nothing wrong if you ask me i think Soju's beautiful and yeah. I think that um you know I said it numerous times yesterday about the episode that being a good drag queen doesn't mean that you're going to be good at drag race and being good at drag race doesn't mean that you're going to be good at being a drag queen because <laughs> so, it's a reality right season. exactly and, and and I will say like exactly yeah and I will say Soju's like super super sweet um she was one of the guests at um KCON uh, LA last year or 2019 I forget allegedly that now. but um I was like super stoked because I went to go see one of my favorite girl groups and I was looking through the um, other um, the other guests just to see like who else because it's like a full convention versus like plus the concert and she was one of the guests and I was like oh my god I have to go say hi and like she was super super sweet super understanding I think like I went to go like to her meet and greet line and um, they happened to cut it off like right now before it was my turn just because like you know that's just my luck but I like waited off to the side like you know just to kind of like just to talk to her and like look like, walk with her and like she was like oh like you know do you still want to get a picture and all that and like you know just like oh my god you know if it's no trouble she's like super sweet you know super kind and caring to her little fans and um yeah no like I love hearing love that like a drag race queen that's well. nice to her fans yay yeah <laughs> we love to hear it <laughs> yeah and I told her if she's ever done in New Orleans to let me know well like yes. you know we'll have a K-pop uh, I love that maybe in the after times um <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> so let's get into this episode. It is episode two of season 13, or as we said at the viewing party last night, it is episode one part two <laughs> of three. <laughs> because yes. we enter on the Forktop loading dock and the girls are still there. They have to vote all-star style with lipstick. What do you think? Those lipsticks oh my God. triggered me. I was like, I thought we got, we. I thought we were done with this for at least like another like you like drag race series nope. <laughs> they're gonna keep using them because they have nope. the props and as long as they can print a different queen's name on it they're gonna keep has any of the all-stars queen mentioned that they stolen their own no like, i don't think that they allow them to because like i'm well of course they don't allow them well i to, mean but like it's it's a box <laughs> I would still with do a certain it. number of holes in it and they would notice immediately if somebody was missing you know so i mean i guess but they also like what was it the infamous um ben de la creme right. lipstick moment i'm just well, gonna I think like that's because she had time to <laughs> put it have... like in her bra for the lipstick so i think she had time with it um but i'm pretty sure they get those back immediately because if you notice in this one we'll get to it but like they i think they have a camera on the box at all times so they can see which one you pick because they didn't have to show it to the oh, camera yeah, or true. at least as far as we saw um and they because the editing was just so tight like it was as soon as the last person put their lipstick in there they cut to rupaul and michelle <laughs> ringing the bell <laughs> and saying we have a, a <laughs> so um they all get to choose who they want to go home first which i think this is so horrible that they would even pretend to be sending someone home based on first impressions um one of the queens says where's the look elliot <laughs> <laughs> and then, I mean, they're I not mean... wrong. The other queens say, you know, chicken feathers are not ostrich feathers. And Joey J's got to go. And then uh, I think it was Kimora that said, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Utica, you got to go. I, actually, I don't think that was Kimora, but somebody said that. Somebody said that, and I was very mad. I'm not right. surprised, but I was still mad because Utica. I think Utica's entrance <laughs> look was probably the least impressive thing that she has to show, which I think is how you're supposed to do if you're going to do an entrance look that's not, you know, over the top. You don't necessarily want it to be something that you right. can't pose in or something that you can't perform in, clearly. But um, <laughs> she just looks a little <laughs> disheveled and distraught. So I don't know. Plus, she's the quirky queen. Speaking of which, I, I will say I did love reading from like last week's episode, like the recaps and like the tweets from everyone. I think like Evie Oddly had one of my favorite tweets where she was like having a panic attack, imagining having to go through that with my little <laughs> tiny car. That's so funny. Like, right. Could you imagine? Uh, I mean, I guess she would have just started racing it around the stage during the lip sync wouldn't have been hilarious <laughs> i mean i would have loved to see that <laughs> another timeline um but there was a tie um as soon as the last person drops their lip sync lip, lip sync their lipstick in they say <laughs> Racers, there's there's been a tie between Elliot and Utica. And I just, I don't know how anyone could look them in the eye at that point. Because you have to know that everyone <laughs> in the room is just like thinking you're the weakest link. And then they vote again. And... Immediately. Like, not even a retreat. Right. Just like, no here you go. One more time. Nothing. And uh, Elliot wins. <laughs> or loses? Or wins? <laughs> is dropped. Elliot gets a chop. And then this is the beginning of, well, not the beginning, but 
this is the next piece in a long string of mind games and manipulations because Elliot is not actually eliminated. But we will find out about that a little bit later. Um, Rosé says, while that's sad, it's also a joyous occasion. Right. Which I find funny because it's just like, yes, but like, what's next? We don't know. <laughs> we don't know. We don't get any of that information um, until the next episode. But I'm just thinking that Rosé is painting herself as a villain. I don't know if she's doing it on purpose, but like, she's giving me villain vibes. Are you getting that too? <laughs> I, I feel like it's just kind of the general, like, the Jan, the Jan DNA. DNA. But Jan, Jan wasn't Prince. a villain. Jan never once gave me villain. She wasn't a villain, but like, there were times where she was just kind of like, I should have won. And but like, that's... I mean, I don't disagree, but it was very much like, I feel like the ego was starting okay, to Okay, I'm with you there, but there's a difference between the <laughs> GG Good ego, the Willem ego, the um, Jan ego, the Simone ego, that sort of thing, and being like, <laughs> that's true. I usually win, and <laughs> it's a joyous occasion that you're yeah, leaving no, because you're right. I am one step closer to the crowd. Like, you know, it just the tone, the delivery, the giving villain, mark my words, stay tuned. And, I guess. And, and plus, yeah, when I you're guess. the foil of Olivia, who is the sweetest baby angel on the cast, it just automatically. <laughs> no, yeah, that I will give it you. It sure. automatically makes you look <laughs> like a villain. Um, <laughs> we get to um, the preview for the judges panel, and they show us that Jamal Sims is the guest judge, which tells me that we are dancing. <laughs> yes, we love yeah, I'm excited feature. about that. Um, then the winning queens enter the workroom. They literally put winning queens as the little Chiron on the bottom of the screen. So I thought that was interesting because <laughs> they are really pushing this narrative of like, y'all are the losers, we are the winners. Um, but RuPaul says that no one is a, a loser, but we'll see about that. <laughs> <laughs> Olivia says she doesn't know what's going on, but she's happy to be here, which is a vibe that I get anytime she is on screen. <laughs> I love her so much. She's right? such a bundle and, of joy. I mean, she really does deliver on this episode. Um, the queens speculate about the, what's going on with the other girls, and Candy immediately suggests that they, like, start a feud. They're like, no matter, she's like, no, whatever happens, we are the winning girls, and they're the loot or whatever, you know. Oh, is that what she said? Because, like, you said it a lot clearer <laughs> than she did. Oh, let's not go for Candy and her speech impediment. Oh my gosh, they are really giving it to her. I feel like that's going to become a uh, recurring thing, but hopefully not. I don't know. I wonder if it's a thing for her or if she just doesn't care. I don't know. It's a mixture well, we'll, between we'll like her we'll accent, sure. her speech impediment, and her, her attitude. attitude. It's just the way she delivers it. It's like not even. It's not even the fact that like you know there's a lisp or anything. It's just like the way that like it just kind of like bombards you before you can like process. Right, like, which what I don't know again? if that's like micro aggressive on the judge's part when they're like I don't know anything she said because I mean I think it has a lot to do with her Dominican accent and being from New York but I don't know yeah. I guess we will see as it continues as 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 the story develops <laughs> but um, yes. RuPaul comes up on the screen and she says congratulations I want to congratulate you on a job well done now is the time to guard your charisma uniqueness nerve and talent from the fickle finger of fate and I was like that means nothing <laughs> you just wanted to make a finger in the <laughs> pussy joke um but that has nothing to do with the competition so <laughs> it tells them really nothing but she does come into the room and tells them that a queen who didn't get a fair shot will be joining you in the competition and lo and behold ellie walks into the room yeah exasperation yeah but you kind of have to feel bad for her because she's literally getting the worst edit out of anyone on the season <laughs> ever she has the worst edit first of all you've gotten eliminated twice and then you have to walk into a room full of queens who don't 
don't like you on principle. <laughs> so bad. Um, it's just, there's just so much to unpack here within these first, like, 10 seconds. And, like, you know, RuPaul's, like, you know, Emmy award-winning <laughs> speech about, like, you know, even if you lose that, like, this isn't the end of your journey. And, like, I get it. And also, I get that, like, you're giving her a second chance because, like, yeah, the first episode didn't really give right? anybody a good chance. But it's just, there's just so much going on and I'm just trying to, I'm just trying right. to process. And my tiny brain can only like, handle so no much. queen is a loser. I'm like, sweetie, there's only one winner. Everyone else is technically a loser, but I, I know what she meant. You also send exactly. home the loser, so like, what I don't gives? Know, but she does say, no matter what happens here or online, don't let anyone make you feel like a loser. And I was just like, is this her way of responding to the toxic fandom? Because she basically said, you guys do whatever you're going to do, but queens, make sure you don't let it get to. And I don't... I also love that she brought up online specifically, especially after everything that's happened this past right. week alone, which I do want to get into yeah. later on. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like RuPaul could have done a little bit more to say, uh, you know, that the fandom should also do better. Like, this isn't enough to tell people to stop being shady to the queens on the show. I mean, we're we're allowed to be relatively shady on this podcast, correct? Uh, Towards RuPaul? Always. What? Because, because, like, let's be real here. RuPaul can do a lot more. Period. Period. Yes, I 100% (laughs) agree. But, you know, she is the queen of doing the bare minimum and getting paid supremely for it which i'm not mad at her for but i'm just sad about it um (laughs) so we get into this mini challenge it is the fashion runway challenge that is usually on episode one so that furthers the narrative of this being episode one part two (laughs) episode one (laughs) um and they have to serve a daytime look and a sultry nighttime look aka hooker um i they have elliot narrate this part and i just wish that they would not um (laughs) let elliot narrate anything oh her voice just irks me i i just can't i said it on the last episode i'll say it again Ugh. it's that LA it's not even cry. as much the la vocal fry it's the thing where she like tries really hard and like there's a moment a little bit later <laughs> where she uses some you know aave and puts on her sassy gay voice and it's like yeah. this is so manufactured sweetie find a personality um <laughs> but we're not here to talk about that yet we're gonna save that for later handy starts this so this this narrative that she she doesn't trust Elliot, Tina cosigns, and they like start this idea that Elliot is a spy, which makes no sense. Right. Like we had that spy narrative in like what All Stars 3 when they brought back BB Sahara Benet, and I was like, oh, it'll be interesting. Maybe she will like report back on the queen. Well, my no. thing is is that well, you're you're surrounded by cameras, multiple from different angles, and you are all mic. <laughs> what do you think you're keeping from production? <laughs> like, I do understand that RuPaul does not see anything. Like Michelle has famously said that we don't get to see the queens backstage we only see them on the runway so anything that happens like right. in untucked or in in the workroom we, we don't prep, know about right. that until later so i get that but like i don't think they need a spy for that i think that the producers and they have a pretty good line of communication to say like hey ask uh you know this person about this and then they do you know so right or like i guess the only other thing that i could think of that they were thinking of in terms of spy would be like if like she's reporting back to the losing queens and like the losing queens pardon my uh word choice uh decide to <laughs> I mean, yeah, but what would that serve? What could they tell them? Like, oh, Candy's I, Candy's I weakness is uh, choreography, and uh, God, Mick has gender issues. Like, I don't, I don't know. What could they? <laughs> I don't even know. They, they're probably feeding them all this paranoia. They are. They locked up these girls for like you know however so mm-hmm. long they film with like no communication to the outside world. Yeah, Things no, happen. I'm sure. I just think that the spy narrative needs a little bit of reflection. <laughs> 
but they immediately start being shady towards Elliot. They're like, you know, I don't trust her. You got eliminated twice. All that. It's very <laughs> funny to me personally. Um, <laughs> then Candy starts talking about her drag family. That like shocking, you know, <laughs> surprising because Aja's my drag mother. Um, I'm gonna stop trying to do a Candy accent. I can't do any justice. But she says that can't <laughs> that Aja's her drag mother. Uh, Dolly is her drag sister, and brings to our attention that his drag family gets eliminated early, which was very like a uh, record scratch. You very you shady, very kind of here. left field, left. Who flex. asked you? <laughs> like, like, don't wear out your welcome while your seat isn't even warm yet. Um, but that's just me feeling how I feel about Elliot. <laughs> I would probably be doing the same thing if I was there just to be during the pot. But uh, it's like you know, it kind of dives into that whole like you know homosexual narrative of like yeah, like you know we love each other, but we're still like shady and Absolutely. rude as fuck to each other. As is the drag queen way. Um, it makes for good television at the very least. Uh, so the then we get least. into the mini challenge with their daytime looks. So are you ready to toot and boot it? All right. We've yes, got me up first in a rainbow latex fantasy with no white face showing them range from the jump. What did you think? Absolutely. Toot, toot, toot. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. It was a very, you know, it was like, it was like, you know, nice and polished, but like in interesting. Um, Very, very cute. I did kind of wish that like the sunshine. I thought the same was, like, thing. Yes. Reflecting back on it. But like, you know, in the long run, like it still works. It's like, you know, it, it fits with the outfit and like, you know, maybe, maybe it is a purse. Maybe yeah, there's maybe, a small pocket But it just looked like a piece of uh, but... like, uh, foam core. <laughs> so yeah. then we have Candy Muse. <laughs> she comes out in this like red queen, white uh, hair fantasy. And it was very fashion. Like she served it. But was it daytime? Yeah. I would say it's like, it's not daytime in the sense that like I could <laughs> see anybody wearing this, like going uh, down the street or going to Walmart. Um, It's daytime in the sense that like it like <laughs> seems bright. Like I could see this kind of being like, you know, like this is like, you know, kind of like a sunset or sunrise. Okay, the sunset kind of look. and sunrise um, are not daytime. Technically. <laughs> yeah. They are in between times, but they are not daytime. I don't know. It was giving me evening. <laughs> like it was giving me like dinner. Yeah, you're right. It's it's definitely more sunset than um, like She anything. was giving yeah. me red queen at a royal dinner. And, you know, it was very cute. I, I liked it, but I just thought that she, uh, sometimes I feel like queens put their intentions above what the show calls for. And I think she wanted to serve right. these two looks that look very similar. It looked very cohesive because they both had the white hair and the red look. And she was like, this is what I'm doing for my fashion show and I'll just make it fit the theme. You know, like it's... And I feel like I feel like had she gone with a completely different look for her like evening look, it would have been so much better. Because again, like, you know, the her quote unquote daytime look was brighter and whatnot. I would have loved to see something like darker and more like mysterious and brooding. And like then like Well, the I think if she would have done the daytime look as her evening look and then scrapped that also day, an the other daytime you know. look and made something else right and and you know more daytime like she could have given us new york street fashion the house down right. like her entrance look was giving me sickening daytime fashion that would have been amazing yeah, and sure. maybe that's what the tea is maybe she couldn't you know use something so similar but anyway next up we have lala ri giving us very daytime she's wearing this like sundress um braid very simple not much to see here <laughs> no no yeah yeah I no mean, it's like, she looks good and like the outfit looks nice but like it just doesn't read as like it gives me a mid-tempo drag brunch number very like yeah or like it gives me like the woman that went to said 
mid-tempo drag brunch yes. number. Like she looks good. Like this is the thing. I can't. I like I said in the viewing party is like I can't necessarily comment on like you know people's fashion choices unless it's like really horrendous or like really ill-fitting and like not looking good because like I like to quote unquote call myself like the Forever Twenty One <laughs> Couture because like I'll wear like a t-shirt and booty shorts and be yes, like, this but is you drag. know fashion when you see it, you know? Yeah, like it's a good outfit, but it's not like yeah, that's runway. what I'm saying. It was very basic, very basic, which I think worthy. She even said herself a little bit later when we get to the evening look. But um, next she trips, but she doesn't fall. <laughs> I think that she doesn't is fall, which is important. Absolutely, like she could have not even let us know, and it would have been fine. I didn't really you right. Know, I wasn't paying too much attention to it until they zoomed in, and maybe they wouldn't have zoomed in if you hadn't said it in your confessional. But I don't know. Um, then we have Olivia Luck. She comes out in this mod, super cute look. She has her signature tiny bag, super which cute. I think is adorable. Um, <laughs> and it's a toot for me. It's a toot. Very much so. Super cute. I just, I, there's nothing else I can say about this. I just, again, she's just the bundle of joy. Every time she just comes on screen, like she can like punch me in the face <laughs> and I'll be like, thank you so much for yes, enlightening me. But something we can say a lot about is Simone. This look. Oh, yes. It's a 90s moment. She's got color blocking going on. She's got this amazing like hair moment. It has so much going on, but it somehow worked. She's got a cape lit that's attached to a one cape. arm. She's got zippers on the shoulders, giving us a little bit of, you know, a peekaboo. And she's serving it. She walks down the runway like yeah. she owns the place. And I think that one of the things that's missing from a lot of these runways is that quality because some of these looks are great, but I just don't think that the person wearing them served it hard enough, you know? Right. It's more like the clothes are wearing the person yeah. versus, the, like, you know, Olivia the person Olivia did a great job clothes. with hers. I like her cute, like, girlish, like, sort of serve, but I feel like she could take it a little bit further, and I think that's, like, apparent in her lip sync, but, um, we're not there yet, so we're, we'll just talk of, we'll just talk about Tina Burner and we'll yet, get yeah. back to that. So, <laughs> Tina Burner <laughs> wearing, surprise, surprise, red. Um, it's you. It worked. I'm tired God. of seeing this fabric. I love, I love the top half. Like, you know, like, I just love, like, the big bow and the ruffles, like, you know, Japanese little industry <laughs> fashion. Surprise. But, like, paired with that tutu on the bottom, I was like, okay. I can see it working, but yeah, I don't personally I don't love know. it. I am so tired of seeing this. Like, that fabric on the top is very, like, in with drag queens uh, right now. And I was just, mm-hmm. I saw it and I was just like, Ugh. Because, I don't know. I mean, it seems very, like, <laughs> drag queen does fashion. But she wanted to show versatility. Yeah. Um, and that she's not just, like, campy, mm-hmm. which I respect. And it, it's not, it wasn't bad. It worked. It, it, you know, it was, it was okay. It was a moot. <laughs> it was a moot. Yeah, it was, it was a cute. It was a cute. Um, then we have Elia with two T's. She comes out in this red uh, Parisian fantasy with a belt from uh, Rainbow and a beret. God, not gonna lie. I totally forgot Elliot was coming up on the runway. I like, oh, back to... <laughs> yeah, to they the saved the best for last. Question mark. Um, <sighs> so I thought it was very simple, but this is another example of not being able to serve it because I think if somebody else was wearing this, it might have been, you know, one of my favorite mm-hmm. looks. But it also just, I don't know if the red is what it is, like with Candy and Elliot, but it just doesn't say daytime to me. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's also just the cut. Cause like if it was like, you know, like a like a, a mini skirt, like a sleeveless, like kind of like, you know, mini skirt or something like that, sure. But like it's it's a longer, like yeah, you know, elegant, like, you know, it just if it, it reads a little more like, you know, mature mm-hmm. and a little more nighttime way, which I can I can see. But like the Parisian idea, I can see being daytime with like Absolutely, the right cut. Absolutely, I agree. Right Maybe if she'd given us a little leg, you know, that would have given it more of a like yeah. daytime. Because I'm just like this, this, yeah, it's very much evening gown. You're gonna be hot during the day if you wear this. 
Exactly. Well, yeah. Unless you, you live know, in Antarctica. I'm sure the weather is very lovely during the day in Paris. I'm not sure. Um, <laughs> then we get to... <laughs> yeah, it's it's a cute look, but like, it's not, you know, I, it's something about it on Elliot for some reason. And I, I'm trying not to hate. I'm trying to be objective. But yeah, like, objectively speaking. Yeah, I think it's just speaking. also the way that she sold it or didn't sell it. But yeah. then we get to the evening looks yeah. and we've got Got Mick serving us a pasty <laughs> moment in her spooky seductress look. Ugh. What did you think? So good. The contrast between like, you know, the full super pastel colorful and then like just an all black, you know, we have the leg, we have, you know, the pasty. It kind of read a little like violet mm. in a way in which it's like, you know, very much like as much skin and like, um you know, like fashion. But it also, I didn't think about it until after the fact. So it's like, it, I'm not, it's not me trying to find comparisons. Right. It's just what we do as humans. But I just, uh, it gave know, me it's like it's the little Kim moment where she had like the one nipple out yes. with the pasty on it. I love that. Um, and it was very, very good. Very well done. I think that she is just showing us that she has what it takes to serve fashion. That is where she excels and the makeup is going to be on point every time. Um, yeah. And we do love like, you know, a comfortable in my own yeah, skin. Yeah, I moment, thought that was great. You know? I think that in earlier seasons of Drag Race, trans or not, that would have been a no-no just because it's giving boy chest. But right. It's like no female illusion. But no, we're, we're serving so in drag. I'm glad that today. we're finally past that. <laughs> oh, so good. So <laughs> then we have Candy and her double look with a hole in the back. Yeah, with we pretty much already talked about this look. But the yeah, very this high hole is really cool. weird. Michelle thinks it was for a tail, but Candy says on the runway that it was for like a cape or a train. Something or another. I feel like I feel like Candy did mention like, yeah, it was supposed to be for like a panel um, or like a tail, but like probably just something Either or another. Either way, but it wasn't there. So I don't know. Why did you wear it? No. And ne neither was the yeah, look overall, she was honestly. A, you know, devil lady. I don't know. Then Lala Ree comes out serving us uh, $12.59 at the bar. Um, she's got <laughs> on this like little leather look with some rhinestone mesh and a red SM wig. Like she would literally be performing SM and making some money. Yep. Yeah, $12.59 at the bar. But it wasn't too much, it wasn't too great. Um, yeah. I I love like the, t like from like bust up or like chest up because like, like, you know, the sleeve details, um, the, the like, um, cutout with that's like overlaid with the mesh. Like, I, I really like that, personally speaking. I feel like the bottom half wasn't there. Like, I, I mm -hmm. wish the peplum stuck out more. I wish it was like maybe cinched a little more so that it was like more, um, or, or, you know, either, either the peplum was more stuck out or that it was cinched more for like a yeah. more dramatic. And I just feel like silhouette. at this point, you can't go on drag race with like shake and go like hair. Like, the hair just was so flat and so small. Like, even if you're gonna wear a straight wig, make it like outrageous like make it full make it big make it right you know look right on your head but i don't know i think that she's gonna give us like relatable drag as far as like we're concerned because of the, the nature of being a local drag yeah. queen and uh, not having a drag race budget um that reasons why i'm not gonna audition <laughs> for a while at all uh, but then contrastingly olivia lux comes out looking like money she's wearing this dark like plum colored constructed like garment with this beautiful dark hair that she says she usually doesn't wear but I love it on her and her signature tiny bag <laughs> I thought it was gorgeous it's it's so good it's so good like the fact that it's like you know one side sleeve and like this like nude um cut in the like middle like yes oh was... my god the more I look uh, at it the I more just... I fall in love the budget where does she get the budget I don't know she's only been doing this for a year right. she too? definitely like, has hello? some rich benefactors or a really good day job I don't really... but some ain't adding up <laughs> then we have Simone come out in this beautiful muted like fashion moment and during the viewing party everyone hated it but 
I saw the vision. I just want the record <laughs> to show that I saw the vision. And if you go to her Instagram right now, you too can see the vision. Okay, Let while you're looking that up, I will continue to describe it. So she had this like breastplate that was like sort of like the Warbla vibe where it was like molded to her chest. And um, then she had this like asymmetrical off the shoulder, like lower half garment that had this interesting texture to it. So like the top and the bottom were both giving you texture. The color palette was muted with greens and oranges and this uh, dark red hair that was in these beautiful braids with little puffs at the end. And it was just gorgeous to me. It was giving me like fashion meets like prehistoric cave woman or something. Like, I don't know. And it was also giving me like Erica Badu the house down. Right. So these are my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I love Simone, obviously. Uh-oh, like, a preface. You know, top four, if not like top two, if not like top. <laughs> and I love, you know, I love the first look that she served. I love the hair on this and I love like the breastplate. It's something about the like the the overdress that she's wearing. And I think, it, I don't know. I just, I, I get it. It definitely does look very like, you know, Hokuto runway and she is still serving it. But like something about it and I still have yet to uh, figure out exactly what. But something I like this doesn't still love it. Me. I'm going to stand by it. Like it, it's fashion. <laughs> it's just so fashion. The shoes perfectly match the top. It's uh, just, mm, 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 mm. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just eating it up. Well, I would love to see you pull off this look oh, in the near future know, for budget, sure. But, <laughs> but we'll see. You never know. You never know. You never know. We'll make it happen. Um, then we have Tina Burner come out looking like a latex fire hydrant. Um, yeah. She oh, says verbatim, I want to show that I can be a sexy, seductress, fun party girl. What? What is a sexy, seductress, fun party girl? I'm like, this gives very like, this is what the kids <laughs> do, right? A, a, a high pony with a long braid and you swing it around in a circle. I, I'm cool, right? Yeah. I'm like, it smacks oh, you in the mom. face. <laughs> oh, grandma, please. Still. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, is, it was a lot. A I lot think it was also on. weirdly shaped. Like it wasn't giving me the right figure. Oh, and no, for sure. I'm like, look, I'm looking back on the episode just to like have the visual, um, you know, in front of me. I'm like, this harness isn't really accentuating her boobs. It's like flattening them, if anything. Her hair somehow makes her head and her face look big because it's like the ponytail is like super, super thin. And like, I don't know. It's right. Just, and it's, uh, I, I just want to say that we are comparing this to her her other look. It's not about like her right. body being right or wrong. It's about the fact that in her other look, she's giving curves and swerves and proportions. And then this outfit just looked a little bit boxy and um, didn't really serve the fantasy that I think she wanted to serve. And it doesn't really, it doesn't really like, you know, accentuate her best parts either. Like again, like we've seen that what she can do. Mm -hmm. And I get like, yeah, you can like try and like, um, you know, like go out of the box and like push yourself, but it just didn't didn't really feel right. like it was helping. And um, I think that she agrees because this look is nowhere to be found on her Instagram. Yeah. Ah. So if that tells you anything. Um, <laughs> but I mean, at least like she's feeling it. Yeah, but you have to say that in the moment. You gotta, you know, if you don't give a confident uh, confessional, then they're not going to give you a confident edit. Uh, is what I've learned from watching Drag Race. So even if you don't think it's great, you better sell it. Um, otherwise, they're going to, like, it's going to be uncanny how Michelle repeats back to you exactly 
exactly what you said in the confession. Um, so then we have Elliot with two T's <laughs> giving us a dark SM look with feathers coming out of the top. He's got a riding crop. Um, what do you think about it? So this is the kind of dichotomy that I would have loved to see with like Candy, where it was like, you know, yeah, she may have been wearing like something red and like, you know, whatnot. But like, again, if we just like mute the colors and like go completely dark, the the daytime, nighttime would have worked better. And like in this case, she she brought it. Like I, I have to say, like she definitely did bring it. She seemed like she was having fun. She said, again, this is an instance where she said like, this is out of the box for Elliot. And um, I mean, we kind of tell, but she looks good doing it. And you know. Um, yeah, I yeah. think the look was great. <laughs> um, but something about it just didn't fit for me. It just felt like you couldn't really sell it. Like her demeanor wasn't giving me dark SM seductress. You know, she just kind of walked to the end of the runway, played with the, yeah. the, 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 the crop. And I don't know. I was just, I just want more from her. But I think that she can talk the talk, but I don't know if she can walk that walk. And I don't know if it's just the fact that, yeah, I don't no, know if it's I the can, fact that I she's just like that. the underdog and, and she's got a lot going on in her head because she almost got eliminated or what. But I don't know. I didn't see I that see. fire <laughs> until when she was dancing. So, um, well, fair. And I can see it. I mean, I think, in my opinion, the way that I read the her serve was it was like more like kind of like she, like she's a little sweet. She has like natural resting bitch face and, but like she like kind of enjoys it. Like it's not like, it's not like, I'm gonna like, you know, have fun with you all night. It was just kind of like, yes, welcome. Welcome to the, Meh. welcome to the brothel. How may I help Meh. you? Meh. Anyway, in the workroom. <laughs> In but the workroom, they um, talk about Elliot as if she's not across the room and can't hear them. And I don't think that Candy could whisper if she tried. But she's like, I'm still not over yeah. how this thing came for me. Um, so I thought that was hilarious. Um, but then we get RuPaul telling them about their maxi challenge. <sighs> Here we go. So Work the World presents congratulations. <laughs> um, so Ru says that they have to try to outdo her on their own original verse for her song congratulations and then come up with their own choreo here's where the girls look around and look scared rupaul says racers start your engines and may the best queen win which i am still not overhearing i'm so excited though what do we think about this opening <laughs> yes. segment um let's see so we have you know the first challenge musical challenge early on in the season makes sense um it's it's just really funny to see how like everybody reacts in general because like again bundle of joy olivia is like oh my god i do music i love doing music i love like you know i'm so excited for this and i was like same i would definitely be in that that position if yes. i was in this challenge just like Absolutely. ready to go ready to yeah like, i mean i love it. this challenge for sure because it's another opportunity to get to know the queen you know based on their verses you really can tell a lot about you know how well they can construct uh thoughts you know as or, or a verse you know and then you get to see them perform and sell right, it express themselves uh, and all that. so yeah they all seem to struggle with the lyrics except for olivia and tina who say i do this like Tia yep. was in a boy band Olivia writes music <laughs> plays the piano so you know they're definitely going to excel and everyone else is just kind of like doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> but it turns out to be okay um, Candy says well no matter what happens we're all good performers we won the first lip sync and then she looks over at Elliot and says well I live for <laughs> it I love the drama I love that they keep giving it to her <laughs> then we get to okay. the choreo section um, and none of them know what they're supposed to do nobody wants to take charge and Elliot even <laughs> Elliot doesn't want to oh step gosh. forward she doesn't want to say I'm a dancer because everyone's coming for her left and right so I, I feel her 
her on that one. I mean, I, I do too, but also, like, if we need to get shit done, like, I would be like, listen, if y'all right. need help. I mean, eventually she does get do there, this. but it's like, yeah, I she just... could have saved them a lot of trouble. Like, right. Like, by that by that time, like, I remember, was it Candy or was it Teen? So one of them was like saying, like, you know, oh, oh, yeah, now Tina you decide to be an answer. That. Tina's like, oh, Tina, yeah. Now you're, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I do also love that, like, you know, they brought Jamal Sims as um, the guest star and the guest judge. And, like, they're just like, no, you're going to Yeah, I'm sure the pay is different for Jamal if he doesn't have work um, on choreography. <laughs> True. And you know, they already spent a ton of money on songs on the first episode. But <laughs> yeah. So Scott Mick has a little bit of a moment when they start lip syncing their verse because they realize that they recorded about their um, gender identity and uh, didn't tell any of the queens, which really gets them in their head. Whoops. I don't know. Yeah, I get it. I mean, like, I mean, obviously, as someone that identifies as like non binary, but also like relatively cis, like, I don't, I don't experience gender dysphoria or body, body dysmorphia. Um, um, personally speaking but like um first off i felt i thought it was really interesting that we got to see or we got to hear like a, a sneak peek of the actual song because every other season and every other time they've had like one of the musical challenges they've only either played like an instrumental or like some like stock footage instrumental that like isn't even the right, actual song I while they're think... practicing so this was like the first time we got to actually hear like the vocals before and they i love that the i think it was product. relevant to the story i think that's why they did it but Same. i also think you know oh, it's sure. rupaul's song and they want to shove it down our throats as much as possible I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I really did love that, getting that preview. I don't see why they can't give us more of that unless they're, you know, they're probably thinking it's going right. to build up excitement towards hearing the full thing if you don't hear any of it. So I get it. For but sure. um, yeah, sure. I totally yeah. feel for Mick. Um, like, I understand how that could really get you in your head. But I think it's also important to note that none of the other queens seemed worried about it. Like, I don't think they even really, like Lala Ree says that she yeah. didn't even realize until it, uh, talk when got mick opened up about it when like, they like you know, actually like talk that, through it yeah i didn't really put it together and i mean that could just be la la re being la la re but <laughs> she could have been in la la land but i think that they were just trying to get it done <laughs> and i don't think that they have oh, to sure. worry about the queens yeah, especially worry about rupaul being the one like worried about it <laughs> right and then, like worry about themselves especially like in a pressure cooker like that where they're just like we got to make sure that we look good like you know it doesn't really have much to do with like oh like how is this queen like you know like or brain i'm trying to think of how to word it but it's like you know they're not necessarily worrying about like someone else's backstory they're worried right, about like exactly. presenting their best yeah. for this so back show. in the workroom olivia and mick have a moment where mick opens up about um what happened during the rehearsal and they have this interesting conversation about pronouns which i thought was very um interesting basically mick said that they have the same pronouns as olivia where it's like he him out of drag she her in drag and mick was like yeah i feel like people go out of their way to try to call me he in drag which is not a compliment that's just slacking me which I totally agree with <laughs> it's like I've yeah. heard so many people on different podcasts and, and reviews try to like you know be like I think they use they pronouns I think they use he pronouns I think they this that it's like just use the pronouns that apply when you're talking about them if you're talking about them out of drag it's he if you're talking about her in drag it's, it's her um and that keeps it simple right and, well, I mean, I for it. this specific case yes otherwise I just use a blanket they and call it a day yeah um <laughs> Oh yeah, no. They is usually yeah, like a pretty safe one. But like it was it was definitely very interesting. A because like I was also curious about like what pronouns like she used. 
Um, and then like, you know, hearing that on, you know, hearing that like not only said out loud, but like in general, just like, you know, bringing that kind of to a forefront. I know like a lot of, um, you know, on online nowadays, a lot of like cis people are like saying like, hey, you know, we should start putting our pronouns into our profiles too. Not because like, oh, like people may mistake us as like a, you know, they are he, he, him or like a she, her. But it's more like kind of normalizing, like asking people about their pronouns and like, you know, for making, making Absolutely. trans people I totally agree. I think that it's just a sign of the times. <laughs> it's people get frustrated about it, but it's just like everyone has pronouns. We're just putting them on our pages. Like it's, it's really not that deep. Oh, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Which it's not that is big basically deal. exactly and it what he says, that it's not that big of a deal. Um, so Candy exactly. gives some advice that she needs to hear to Simone. She tells her, um, they're like, oh, Simone, <laughs> you're worried about the choreography. And she's like, yeah. And they're like, well, if you mess up, just give attitude and they'll never know that you mess up. And then right. and Simone knows how to give attitude. Like but every single person who walks in. Candy so good. does the exact same thing. She like <laughs> looks around during the performance, but we're not there yet. So we're not there Elliot yet. Elliot the spy gets confronted. And then La La Ree says, press pause. You got eliminated twice on the first episode of the season after Elliot tells them that she got voted off the island from the eliminated queen. So they know now that the queens are coming back. And now it makes sense that Rue said that no queen is a loser because literally no one gets sent home. The loser got sent to the winning team. How that makes sense? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, just Fodder. mind games and manipulation. RuPaul is jigsaw. Tell me I'm wrong. Um, Come on, prison experiment. Oh, Come gosh, on, Dong and Rompa. So bad. I'm just like, these queens are going to need some fucking counseling after this. Um, but Lord, I'm going to need some counseling after this. I still have no idea what's going <laughs> but on. But they agree that now they can be nice to Elliot since she's not the queen that's coming back from the other, other side. And Elliot's giving this, oh, well, we're Supposedly. all sisters and I really love y'all. And I'm like, you've been here for three hours, girl. Calm down. And started shading uh, the so second Candy you got So Candy quickly brings us back to Earth and says, well, y'all, we're walking right into elimination. Y'all know that, right? <laughs> so I love that she brings us back to reality because we can't get too uh, mushy gushy on episode 1.2. And they go around the room <laughs> and say, who do you, who would you send home? What do you think about this moment? It's interesting. First off, it like really put me into perspective because like it, I realized we're on the second episode, the second like, you know, numerical episode of the season. And we only have six Yes, it's very weird. I was like, oh, this this feels odd. Because like normally this this question usually is like, you know, either on All Stars because All Stars or it's like towards the end of the season when like, you know, there's like so few girls right. and like Rue's the one asking them. But I was like, what is going on? My brain just cannot, my brain can't process right. Well, I wonder if it was because of like some sort of restriction in LA at the time um, where they can only have a certain right. number of people in the room or on set. Which like I was, I was considering too because it's like, yeah, like this was filmed during the times like you know it had it like there had to have been some sort of like you know issue here and there i was actually surprised yeah that they still kept i mean drag will find a but, way <laughs> you know money's money i think that's what rupaul yep. says uh but or something about uh money <laughs> uh but yeah so um they each vote and like smart queens who aren't on all stars they say that they would eliminate the biggest competition <laughs> which i totally respect because yeah. i mean it's a game like it's, it's a game on one hand i would love to beat the best but on the other hand uh, Mick, you gotta go. And I feel like RuPaul would love that because then RuPaul doesn't get any of the backlash. But Candy yeah. votes. Um, Who would you have voted off? Elliot. Oh. Out of <laughs> Oh my god! I would have just been like, yeah. "Well, you just got here, Elliot, so uh, you can leave for a third time." Um, <laughs> so actually, no, I probably would have eliminated Simone because I feel like really? I feel like oh, she's yeah, the biggest because... competition, and I feel like you know there's only room for one Ebony and Chandra in the workroom. 
<laughs> True. If 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 you were on the same season as Simone, I would have been so sad that like you know they put such a strong contender in the same season as you know, <laughs> season thirteen winner. I would have like tried to become her best friend so that I could um you know oh, borrow her sure. wigs or something. <laughs> so like you know y'all can kiki afterwards too. We'll have like you know super yeah. amazing like you know. But see that could backfire because as soon as you become friends with someone somewhere. or become rivals with someone, they're gonna make you sick against them. So but always. Then we have um so Candy votes Tina, Tina Burner. Um Elliot votes Mick, Tina votes Mick, Simone votes Tina, Lala votes Mick, and Olivia says, Well, none of y'all see me as a threat. <laughs> And it's like, uh-uh, answer the question. Answer the question. Me, That's not what we're talking about. Then they say it's not personal. It's drag. But they basically confirm that they do not see her as a threat. Foreshadowing? <laughs> I mean, hey, it just means that, like, you know, she can just sneak by, sneak up behind them and, Get like, that take Cameron them Michaels out edit. what she needs to do. Um, ah. Brings us to the maxi challenge, which... So, and then RuPaul's <laughs> evil ass. <laughs> It is different this season. That evil laugh, it's like, oh yeah, you're really uh, getting the joy out of this, aren't you? So, Rue comes out wearing this mirrored gown, the color of oil, fracking. That hair looks so good on her. And then, yeah, the hair looks good. But the hair that really is blowing me away is Michelle with this streak of gray. I love it. Yeah. I, I, is it a wig or, like, is she, like, is she, like, just going at it? I don't know. I really don't. Because it seems natural. But it might be some, yeah. like, some I was tracks. Curious. Also, my pre- my pe- my pe- brain just realized what you were saying about <laughs> earlier. And I, I didn't yes. know if that joke was just gonna, you know, <laughs> slip on by, but I, the first thing I thought was like, huh, huh. Like oil? a little like, uh, oil there, Rue. Um, but anyway. Um, Jamal <laughs> came to watch and to read for Phil, per his word, which I thought was great, but he didn't yes. really do much reading, so that wasn't fun. Um, but he did look good. I did enjoy his, like, you know, kind of that, like, uh, tasselly mm-hmm. bolo tie that His little on. leather glove. Um, so we yes. get to the runway, and the girls come out and give us congratulations. Congratulations. Was it you're a star? I don't know. It's not a very good song, but (laughs) no, no, definitely not. Not my favorite. Let's run through all of the girls and what we thought about them. First, got Mick. What did you think? Yes, it was very short. It was very like I like I mean obviously in comparison with the rest of the queens and like later on like I was just like okay. Well, I think the the difference is because I was watching it again and um I think that they might have gotten the same amount of time. I didn't actually count beats, but when you choose to sing versus rap, you fit a lot less words in, right? Because oh for sure well but but like i know like other like olivia sang too and hers felt a lot longer but i know like the melody is a little different too so like i mean it could definitely have been just like a choice on got mixed part maybe in terms of the writing but yeah i mean it wasn't super notable honestly speaking because i was like oh it's the intro and then like she finished and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah oh, the one thing that i got okay. from it thank you thank you tiny <laughs> the one Britney thing Spears. i got from it was that she can do drag but she can't really perform it didn't really like give me like star power serving you know right exactly yeah and like at first I thought like you know with last week's episode where um she did rumors and like you know they kind of just coasted by I was like okay like is it just a bad song choice and I mean maybe it is maybe like you know Got Mick will perform better to other songs but so far like you know we have like two like kind of dancing numbers and haven't really seen that yeah and it's not even yet, about the dancing so... it's just about the like serving you know I, I think it's clear that that's not yeah what she oh well, yeah when I say dancing I meant like dancing oh yeah no I get the, you. the I genre get you. rather than like, like dancing even if she's not dancing she could still serve like 
like I think Simone is a great example exactly. of that. Um, but she just was, you know, she's not experienced in that realm. She's more used to, you know, looking pretty. Yeah. Uh, Candy right, exactly. slayed her verse. Um, I thought it was freaking fantastic. She's got the attitude down. The lyrics are cute. But everything outside of that, yeah. look from left to right at other people, like eyes on your own paper girl. Like it's it, it gave me very much like um Canada's drag race where um Ilona and who, someone else like when they were like performing the, the group number for that season and like they were like looking around and just kind of like I don't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, it was very like um I'm not too sure. I want to make sure that I'm on the right beat and that sort of thing. And I was like, that's so noticeable in a group because the second somebody's head moves, your eyes go to them. So they're gonna see you looking to left and right, right. every single time. So I don't know. Exactly. La Lari was cute. That's pretty much all I wrote down. Yeah, <laughs> I I enjoyed it. It it fits like her aesthetics in the sense that like I've seen like this kind of performance at like a local bar. I would be entertained seeing this uh, performance at a local bar, and I was yeah. You know, was as a musician, it was just frustrating that like the enunciation wasn't there. Like I feel like I heard Candy Muse's lyrics that are yeah La La Rees in this case, which I thought was shocking mm -hmm. and uh, <laughs> um, not a plus for La La Rie, but I thought it was good. Like she's gonna be safe. Like she's not fucking up um, until some of the other right. queens go home. Uh, then I'd be worried for her. But she might rise to the occasion. She might. Right. Um, Olivia, she sings and it's cute. It's not Jan, but it, it was cute. Yeah, it's cute. I was, I, I think I had a little more expectations considering like how excited and how like how much she was like playing up her like, you know, her musical talents. And I'm not saying that she's no. a bad singer by any means like at all. But um, it definitely was like kind of like, okay, well, you know, cool. I think you know, from you last uh, podcast episode and, you know, from what I've heard of Olivia, I've always heard about her playing the piano, never about her like singing. So I figured <laughs> it was very much like okay. I'm a musician, but that doesn't mean that she's a singer. You know, the singers walk in and they're like, I gotcha. sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she wasn't giving that. So. Right. <laughs> and then the other thing I noticed for her specifically was like um, the dancing like wasn't exactly there either. It was like she landed the moves. They I mean, weren't like that super costume. sharp. But like, you know, she did it. Like, yeah. Oh, no. The costume was helps was for sure. At, like it was gorgeous. The hair was gorgeous. And yeah. the attitude was right. Like she served it. Oh, yeah. No. When she started doing like the Mariah Carey like high notes, I was like, OK, you know, mm -hmm. she knows what she's doing. Then we get to Simone. Uh, she couldn't Simone. find the middle of the stage, but damn it, she served. <laughs> you know, she just kind of, you know, she exactly. took over the entire I mean, stage. Once she hit her mark, like it's just like all eyes on her. She just I just I cannot get enough of her. I will be tuning in solely for Simone for the rest of the season. Everything else could go to shit, but as long as Simone right. is there and I get the opportunity to see her <laughs> lip sync, I will be happy. Then we get to Tina Burner. <sighs> what did you think about her? That was, was a lot. <laughs> I was I was not expecting that. And I was like, Which is oh. why I feel like um, you know, they had a similar amount of time, but it's about how you fit the words into that. And Tina, she just did a lot of words in there. It wasn't bad, but it was just too much going on at once. It was like the fact that she decided to rap and then like she just, you know, went off. And like, you know, she yeah. delivered it well enough. But I was just again it, it, similarly, like, you know, I was just kind of like brain. Right. And I think they showed RuPaul doing the same thing where it was just like, huh? <laughs> so I don't think it was bad. I think that it just shows that she uh, might have a little room for growth in this department because I think the song itself was giving you like mid tempo, like boppy sort of thing. And she was giving you like, I'm going to start rapping mm -hmm. real fast. I like this. And, and it's like, okay, calm down, calm down, calm down. Um, Then we get to <laughs> Elliot with two T's. I, okay, overall, it was sickening. But I immediately yes. took uh, umbrage with the fact that she is like, I'm looking snatch and you girls are, are looking rat, which I was like, is she trying to say ratchet? Because that's A-A-V-E and it's also not the correct use of that. But other than that, she lip synced the house down. 
also like you know did her kick and her split which was very sickening um but i just am still not on team elliot yeah Uh, and rupaul gives this like bored (laughs) smile and then all the judges clap and rupaul doesn't and it was just very funny to me like i don't think she ever does rupaul just wants to see more bloodshed she's just like okay we've gotten through this can we like exactly i don't know she just only seems amused when she's getting to be like an evil mastermind um anyway (laughs) we get to the runway which is la may you say which is another hint that nobody's going home um so got mick comes out in this sea dragon lamalian look what did you think about it so yeah good oh my god like like every so like you know whereas got mick may not be necessarily the best performer give her you know give her a makeup brush and like a wardrobe and yeah i was listening to uh race chaser which is willem and alaska's podcast shout out to race chaser um and they were saying that like got mick is you know friends with heidi klum paris hilton and all this stuff right because she's done all their makeup you know if i were going to drag race in her shoes i think willem was like i'd be like hey i need to borrow everything um (laughs) so which i mean like most queens will do anyway but it's just the connection specifically like and i'm sure she has the budget from doing all that celebrity makeup to furnish these fashions so it's just like he is going to show stop every single week and something about that feels unfair but it's also very fair because that's the name of the game <laughs> right you know you 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 bring was it you yeah, you yeah. deliver what you bring so um, then we get to candy mute he's given us very simple it's a little like nighty with a bra and panty situation um yeah it's cute. it's cute it doesn't look too like over the top it's just simple not much to say about it right like if out yeah. of these group it was definitely in the bottom yeah yeah wow oh we'll see anyway then we have la la re giving us gold goddess uh i love this because i would wear it <laughs> and you i mean so she good definitely looked mom. amazing she had these like gold pants a gold bow rouging um it was flowy it was it was gorgeous um olivia lux olivia lux she always does so cute. that smile that smile it was very so, so good. it was very cute i just wish that you know the character that she brought to the lip sync will get to it um i wish she would sell a little bit more of that in the runway because it was very simple yes. it was very like i'm gonna walk to the end of the runway i'm gonna smile i'm gonna a little pageanty just kind of like yeah like i'm just like you know i don't know you, like you know just displaying the not pageanty in the sense not pageanty like pageant queen but it was very much just kind of like this is this is the look kind of a thing versus like yeah, this it was is the more character beauty pageant than drag pageant because when you go to a drag yes. pageant yes, yes, yes. honey the gown category they show out and it's not in a way that's like ostentatious or over the top it's more like i know i look good check out this like bow over here and like they draw your attention exactly <laughs> where they want you to look and there is such an um exuding of confidence that comes from it that it, it makes you fall in love with every ounce of the garment and i don't think that she was doing that it's kind of like it was wearing her um but i'm just excited to see her grow because i think she has what it takes right i think it's just that she doesn't have the experience to know exactly what she has on her hands which is kind of exactly hmm. and and what was it and like you know to reiterate she has only been doing this for a yeah, year so, so i think like... there's still time and i think she'll be even better on all stars anyway um then we get to <laughs> simone coming out in this boxer look with her lame robe and i wrote all caps star winner yeah we love it it's a different silhouette than like you know the usual like oh we're gonna just like drape ourselves and like full on like you know she's like nope i'm yes. you know going as a boxer i'm here to fight Lame, Lame, like you know boxing robe it was so good yeah so good so good. um tina burner coming out in a 10-man look i thought this was very clever and i loved it yes i love that it was 
wasn't the, you know, the red, white, or <laughs> the brain, the red, yellow, and orange look that we've been getting. Um, Jesus Christ, like, you know, and it was, you know, very nicely done, well executed. Um, it turns out one of my Facebook friends, uh, going back to me and knowing everybody in the world, um, was, oh, nice. one, was the designer for it because he posted about it afterwards. I and I was that. like, oh, cool. I love that. Um, you know, good job. I thought it was very clever to have the heart behind the, um, behind the jacket. It's so funny because one of our local drag queen friends from here, Apostrophe, actually had the exact same look with the exact same jacket. And that's a very <laughs> cute, uncanny little dink. I wonder if the designer is friends with them on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but I wonder. Yeah, I'll have to totally. check that out later. <laughs> I would love to do some Nancy Drewing about that. But um, yeah, it's a very cute idea. And I thought it was very well executed. Then, you know, we get to yes, perhaps sure. the best for last. Uh, Elliot? No, no, no. I, I'm it's joking. Cute. It's, not. It, it's cute. It is very cute. There's nothing <laughs> wrong with this look. But I feel like she is like not done. She's still in the oven. It's it's like she can't give me what I need from her. Like she sells this confidence in the confessionals, but it's not there when she's in Dragon on stage. It's so bizarre. And I almost wish they had eliminated Utica at this point because if you look at Utica's Instagram of what she would be serving this week, it's sickening. Let's talk about it. Look on the, the Utica link in the outline. Coming, coming, coming. Utica's LeMay look is art. It is fashion. It is gorgeous. If my computer would load faster, she literally would help looks a like a moth. She has this like autumn palette with this like LeMay winged um coat situation <laughs> and um this biblical headpiece where she has like the halo, but it's in browns and it has pearls draped all over it. <sighs> She's got pearls on these white tights with white shoes, and it's stunning. Plus that makeup. I'm looking, I, I just pulled it up on my phone because I was yes. like, it's just faster this way. But the oh makeup, my god. Everything is right. Everything is right. I wish that she got to showcase this. See, this is why, like, you know, this is why Utica has my fucking, you know, yeah, my heart. Yeah, I think heart. she's severely underestimated. So and it makes me very sad. But it's okay because we will get to see her next week. Um, another queen that posted their LeMay look that they brought because they had to bring all of the, the challenges even if they didn't get to use them was um, right. Denali. Did you get to see this look? Okay. She's wearing this gold LeMay. Shocking. Everybody chose gold. But hers is like this puffy <laughs> abstract. Um, it reminds me of an artist who makes these um, like pillows and, and art pieces that do this like drippy shape. But it's very cute. It's kind of uh, mm -hmm. she says, fuck a silver lining. I'm a gold cloud bitch. And it's very cute. I like it. <laughs> I do love that it's like this like more champagne gold versus like the like true yellow gold that like most queens tend to like the lot like Lala Ree's uh, gold was like you know uh -huh. a true yellow gold in my opinion and like this one looks like a lot lighter and like you know just like a little yes. more eye-catching it is still gold you know don't Speaking get me wrong speaking of but... gold's gold we have uh Joey Gay oh nope Joey J <laughs> sorry their Instagram name is Joey J is gay and um they did their no wig look and gave us this really puffy gold strappy moment it's very very cute um but yeah it's 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 simple it's not <laughs> anything over the top but it's really good interesting that this is a marco marco piece too like when i, I was reading the caption and she said thank you marco i was like wait yeah like marco marco, marco. <laughs> which yeah it is interesting but it don't love the hair choice she doesn't wear it. wigs i can understand but like and i know that yeah i know she like she like has been doing that but also like i would love to have like i would have loved to see like a different i think that might have taken this whole thing to a level that i actually enjoy and she had like maybe a slick back right. or like you know something to go with it 
Right. But I do. I, or, I, you I know, she doesn't have to wear a wig. If she would have just sprayed her hair gold, I think that would have done it for me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, um, then we have Kamora Hall, the Mackie doll. Um, she posted her LeMay look, which is very cute, very fashion, but also very simple. Yeah. Looking at it right now, I I love like this headpiece right? that she has on, though. Like, I feel like that like caught my attention more than the Right. Actual I outfit. love it. I think it's gorgeous. She's giving us art. It's giving me very like Nikki doll sort of, um, you know, vibes as far as. Yeah. Or kind of more like, like um, very mm-hmm. much like editorial. Mm-hmm. And the headpiece is like gold rhinestone. If you look on. Um, yeah. If oh, you look on so Adam uh, Umain, if you look at her tag photos, she was tagged in it and you can get a close up of it. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I'm gotcha. so sorry, Adam. But <laughs> yeah, you can get a close up of it. It's really gorgeous. So shout out to Kimura. Shout out to all the queens on the not winning team since no one's a loser um, for their look. It's gorgeous. Shout out to the designers that, Absolutely. you know, design those looks as well. So then we get to the critiques. Scott Mick gets great critiques. No surprise there. But they do note that, um, you know, it seemed like they were in their head a little bit. Um, Candy gets, mm-hmm. you know, all of the points for personality, but they um, give her the same advice that she gave earlier to Simone about, you know, if you're in the front, nobody knows if you mess up. And uh, it's just so funny because I feel like if I were on Drag Race, I would be like, nope, I'm not giving any advice to anyone. I'm just going to take the advice that I would be giving because because I don't need to be giving it out to anybody, especially if I'm going to make the same mistake. Right. And it's funny because we 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 as humans tend to be our like, the, we tend to be the best critics and like the mm-hmm. worst at taking that advice mm-hmm. in any situation. Exactly. So, so like, focus on yourself. Keep your eyes on your own paper. That's my motto. Um, exactly. Ross has this thing where he responds to Candy with, I don't know what you said, but yes. And I hope that it's not a, a trend <laughs> thing that keeps happening, but we will see. Um, then we get to La La Reed. They love it. No harsh critique, which kind of gives me a clue that nobody's going home because I feel like if anyone did like words the lower half and they also didn't read Candy who right. did probably the worst this week. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Uh, then Olivia Lux, they love her. Not much. I know. I mean, who doesn't to love Olivia Lux? So I think she's like, like I will <laughs> absolutely fight whoever like you know, loves Olivia Lux. I think Lux she's anti. like a shoe in like, for Miss Congeniality at this point. And it's only the first episode. For sure. Part two. Um, right. Simone. They get Part to two. Simone. It was just right is what they said. And Ross says that he just drew a star. I love it. Um, <laughs> I RuPaul, mean, he ain't wrong. <laughs> RuPaul's right, right. Uh, face seems pained, but she says, you've got star quality. You got it, kiddo. <laughs> and I'm just like, why does it look like it pains her to say that? <laughs> Jesus. Then we get to Tina Burner, who Michelle says, I'm excited you aren't wearing red and yellow, which we all collectively agree with. Um, yes. They tell her Jesus. this is TV, not a bar, which I also love because... Yeah, I actually really enjoyed that specific piece of advice because I was like, you know, obviously since we're only seeing it from our side of the screen, we don't think about it as much. And then like, you know, as performers that typically perform at a bar, mm-hmm. we don't think about it as much. And like, even even when I perform at a bar, sometimes I like, you know, I get in the moment or I get in my head and I like forget to like focus on like one part or the other part mm-hmm. or like I just stay on stage. So like hearing that and like RuPaul also saying like, yeah, like this is great advice for all of the girls, not just for you specifically, you know, to focus on the cameras. It's like, okay, cool. Interesting, you know, interesting to see that yeah, side of the that world. Yeah, I think that's probably something that up. they usually tell them off screen, you know? Um, but it's very apparent right. with uh, Tina, who's used to performing in a bar and, like, looking at the audience and not necessarily looking at, like, which camera has the light on it, which one is the one that I'm looking at, you know, that sort of thing. So it's a good right. note. It's a good note. Elliot, um, she seems really nervous, but she's getting this edit that's like, oh, I can't imagine what you're going through right now being eliminated twice and all that stuff so i'm like okay they really want 
want us to feel something for Elliot, but I'm still not a fan. But they also were the ones that right, exactly. I love with. how they make it seem like this is so out of our control. So sorry they're going through this, but like, yeah, that's that's their thing. So yeah, then they send the girls to the <laughs> untucked the workroom since I'm guessing the untucked lounge is occupied by the other queens, and um, they discuss for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so here's a brief overview of what they did. The jury is still out on Candy and her aesthetic, but they love her. La La Ree, I think she's going to perform her way to the top because they love her performance quality, but her fashions are not um, up to par. They praise Tina for being Tina. Correct, uh, yeah. They say that she's going to have to adjust, but they thought she lived up to the Tina Burner hype. And uh, they say that Elliot, Elliot needs to relax because she's got it. Um, so what did you think about their critique? Yeah, no, it definitely, you know, made was it I, I agreed with everything basically um I think um it, it was a little hard to judge I think I mean especially since we didn't know what twist they were going to throw at us more on that soon but like you know we um I was I was just kind of like okay like who's going home how are they doing this like who is in the bottom who's in this who's safe and all that jazz and it was just a little hard to kind of figure it out and because yeah, you know, exactly. I, guess I, just didn't have I mean mindset, I think if it was like obviously. candy and got Mick in the bottom like there's no way that they're gonna let them go home <laughs> right but like it was definitely reading as such because like Mick wasn't the best performer and Candy and the like also kind of stumbled through her performance kind of a so deal. I don't know I and don't know looks, if it was yeah. like they were gonna eliminate someone and then they were like well we can't eliminate these two they're basically the right. stars of our season let's just flip the script and do a five thousand dollar right. for the win um god that plus like um what was it I also noticed that they also like brought in the mini challenge into their consideration yeah. <laughs> for nothing but um because you know because you know usually the mini challenges they're like oh like you know here you go here's the winner and like they get this perk or they, these prizes and whatnot and like um i know like other seasons of drag race like um drag race holland and i believe um drag race thailand also did the same thing where they were like the mini challenge um is a part of the overall critiquing that yeah, they like I think put it into should be a lot more yeah it always gets never happened here in, yeah you know the back of their minds unless it needs to be like a tiebreaker or something but um yeah i i think it should it's, well right. it depends i think it should when it's a mini challenge that actually matters if it's just a frivolous mini challenge that doesn't actually mean anything like get in a quick drag and dance <laughs> then i don't think that that should necessarily right. be something that takes in uh, a, a part of their top four away but we'll see we'll see how it turns out maybe this season will be different maybe we'll have we'll meaningful see. mini challenges hopefully everything this season has I'm been different it. so far i think it's point, a good way to keep surprised. the show fresh it's very very fun to watch for me um so we get to results that's true yeah olivia and simone win which i thought was cool that they had two winners it's like okay what are you up to um, same I was they say there are no bottoms that. all tops except for the judges panel and then everyone else is safe which is a relief to candy and got mick because they were going through it in untucked in the lounge um candy was crying the fact that production the fact that production was like yeah y'all y'all should go prepare for that lip sync and then only to turn it on to wow. them this okay way. I was like, that's, wow. that's a lot um then we get a lip sync for the win <laughs> which i thought was an interesting concept not a lip sync for your legacy a lip sync for the win i wonder if this is going to be a thing throughout the season um maybe probably for the first half um but all i could think was thank god we get to see simone lip sync again oh uh, thank god <laughs> so they get five thousand dollars for the winner and their lip sync song is break my heart by doula beep what did you think um very good lip sync choice um did they do a, a dual leap by lip sync last week i don't know why I my brain thought think that they did. So. okay then i guess i was just wait what is the song 
Uh, um, wait, did anyway. they do? Oh, wait, I have the songs right here. Uh, no, they didn't. They did Call Me Maybe, When I Grow Up, Pleasure Principle, Rumors, X's and O's, and Lady Marmalade. Okay, then I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it, it could also just be because Dua Lipa has just, you know, been in, in the mainstream lately. So, like, maybe right, just like, right. was a recency bias or anything. But um, I do think it was a good lip sync um, choice. Um, I could see where Olivia was going with it and I appreciated it, but it definitely showed kind of like her, her rookiness. In in my opinion, where it was like, okay, you know, she didn't necessarily get I there, but it was a decent it. performance. However, I think that I would have loved it. Like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I love. Okay, this is gonna be a weird metaphor. Um, I love <laughs> broccoli, but I don't like broccoli. Oh my god! Oh From my season god! 12? I didn't even realize that I did that. Okay, <laughs> I love broccoli. We'll go with broccoli, but I don't love broccoli soup. You know, that sort of thing where I love the components, but not the way that okay. it was served. So uh, Olivia okay, was giving yeah. us like this campy rendition of the song and Simone was, yeah. It was like very sweet. Yeah. She was and then Simone living was, like, in the song, it. which I think is how you have to do it. She was selling the emotion of the song. She slowly took off her gloves, which I thought was symbolic for the song because she was talking about, you know, yeah. softening to this person who might break her heart. So she threw off the gloves and then took off the, the robe, which I thought was so great. And then, um, you know, she just serves with her face so well. But anyway, back to Olivia. She was serving camp and acting out the words. I think that she could have combined the two and served a little bit more emotion to match the song instead of trying to be funny with every single line, you know? Right, exactly. And like, maybe maybe it's just like a New York thing. I don't know, because like, I actually, I actually the one time I went to New York, I didn't get to catch drag because like the one time I went out with my friends to go look for some, we like basically caught like the no. tail end of all of the shows. <laughs> That's when you got to follow the queens because they know where I the know. next gig is because they're usually <laughs> booked doing three times night so but yeah true exactly yeah but yeah like I like I could see like again I could see where she was going with it and I enjoyed like bits and pieces but I do think that like it kind of took her a little bit of time to like get into the moment and then by the yeah, time she got and into that, the and moment, that's the thing I feel like funny. a lot of times they think they need to go from uh, zero to a hundred when the song starts but the thing I appreciated the most about Simone is that her energy matched the song because it starts out slow and then it picks up you know so she started out very slow and, and yeah. sensual and then by, when the song picked up that's when she started you know serving Simone yeah. as a whole is just such a good performer like like the, the, mm -hmm. this would be the third time we've seen her lip sync like or perform in general like on the show and like every Can't single take your time eyes off it's just so captivating like the um the first episode yeah like it's just the way she knows how to serve it she knows like how much energy to give she knows how to like yes. make sure you're and looking at I her just love seeing the girls in the back was... like living during this lip sync they were like so here for it which I mean they were probably just relieved that they weren't going home so <laughs> that too yeah and yeah but i did love there was like the one moment during like that final chorus it was like i you know the the usual like oh like what's the best moment the best lip sync moment in like rupaul it was like when like olivia and simone both traveled together and i was like it's it's not it like a shut cute. up and drive it moment, was cute. but it was like cute, my other you know, favorite moment was when yeah. um simone like pointed to uh, olivia when she's like i should have stayed at home <laughs> i love it uh, so yeah that's pretty much the episode and then simone wins i freaking so. love it i mean she deserves the five thousand dollar tip in my opinion so shout out to that yeah, for sure but that brings us to our um sip the tea segment do you know of any tea rumors or speculation about this season um i don't mostly because like with spoilers and whatnot i tr i personally want to like stay as far away as possible from the spoilers um i will still talk about <laughs> them here because this is 
special circumstance. But like, I like, you know, when I'm watching, I'm just kind of like, yes. don't tell me anything. I don't know anything. Um, I think I did hear from my best friend that um, they weren't planning on sending any of the girls home until like oh. episode six or something or four or something like that. So like, wow, it's going to be a while. That's we interesting. In for, we in for a ride. Um, I'm interested to see how that turns out. There's like some tea um, that like, uh, sorry, there's a Reddit. It's called Soiled Drag Race and they have like the tea, um, <laughs> the tea checker that has what's been confirmed, what is, you know, been debunked and all of these anonymous sort of things, you know? So right. we don't really know if anyone is going home in these next few episodes, but it does say on episode four that someone does get sent home. So your intel well, might you be go. correct and it looks very interesting how this turns out, but I don't really know too much. So that also makes, sorry, that also like um, I wonder how next next week's uh, season premiere yeah. is gonna go. I mean, I don't think the that they'll do this girls. again. I think this has to be like a COVID thing, right? Oh, oh no, I mean like ah! next week's season premiere episode, oh my part God, three. Yes, I, I totally think that. I guess they're not gonna eliminate anyone and they'll have someone win too, but they're the losing team. Somebody's gotta go home, right? <laughs> Lip sync to see who's the biggest loser, but you're still. What's not really home. interesting be the biggest loser. Um, is that I wonder if, unlike this episode, we'll see some really big fails next week because yeah, they're the losing team. But I don't think that necessarily means that they're not good. But I think that it could be confirmation bias, and I could think they could get a harsher edit. We'll see. We'll see. right. Um, but yeah, I don't really have any tea. I haven't really seen anything on the the water, but um, I will keep an eye out and. <laughs> that brings us to the end of this week's episode of Local Drag. Did you have a good time, Kuchi? Of course I did. It's always a good time when I'm with you. Ah, you're so sweet. <laughs> well, I hope you all enjoyed listening to this episode. Thank you so much for stopping by, Kuchi. And I can't wait to see what happens next on this chaotic season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Give us one word to describe this episode. What? <laughs> I love it. Perfect. Perfect. What is a perfect way to describe this episode and I feel like we're going to continue to get more of that as the season progresses um but thanks again and I hope you have a great rest of your day likewise I'll talk to you later Alrighty, bye bye all right that's all for today's episode I hope you enjoyed it and I can't wait to do it again next week Anchor allows you to send in voice messages, so check out the link in the episode notes if you have any questions or comments for the show, and we just might respond to them on air. Until next time, keep it cute, keep it real, and don't let anyone steal your joy. I'm Laveau Contraire, and this has been Local Drag.